<clears throat> hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, hello. It's me. Hello, it's me, Daniel K from the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast, the world's first and favorite audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. Hi, welcome to the second episode of uh, my Let's Play of the Warlock of Firetop Mountain uh, fighting fantasy game book. I want to start by uh, getting this out of the way. I should have credited uh, Tin Man Games, uh, the publisher, way more than I did. I called them some upstart, some subsidiary, uh, but actually, uh, following the first episode, I want to make it clear that, wow, they did an amazing job of turning this book into a phone app in a really impressive and entertaining kind of way. So go Tin Man Games, uh, check them out on Steam, check them out on the Google Play Store, they've got all kinds of projects going. I think they're a, a game company based in Melbourne, and they uh, they take on projects like this, which are kind of text, interactive fiction, kind of themed, D&D-ish, adventure you know, this the same kind of thing. Tin Man Games, what a cool bunch of people who make games. Yeah, alright. Um, so now what are we going to be doing in the second episode? In the last episode we were killed by, what, a big iron giant? A big iron cyclops? That's it, cyclops. And we died. And well, our adventure was over. So what we're going to do this time is we're going to roll another character and have another go. And we kind of know the the Firetop Mountain dungeon a little bit better this time, so I kind of know what I want, where I want to go. I don't want to head east first, because I don't want to just fall down a pit and then uh, explore nothing. There's nothing to the east uh, when you first enter the dungeon. But yeah, so what, what I think when I get to the point where I'm going to fight the Iron Cyclops again, I should do I should be smart and use the save feature of the game the bookmarks they give you, because you can stick a bookmark in and then you can go back to, it's like saving your game basically, so I'll play through for a bit, stick a bookmark in and we'll uh, we'll do it like that, shall we? So we're, we're going to start by picking our difficulty we're going to go Adventurer uh, and then we're going to roll our stamina uh, so in the first episode, we rolled a 5 and a 4, uh, plus 9. Uh, it gave us a, a starting stamina of 21. Let's see how this character will compare. And then after I've rolled my stats, I'll get the opportunity to, to pick my avatar and my name and all that stuff. So, um, turn down the volume a tiny bit, maybe. And roll stamina. Oh, I should say, if, if I'm quiet, you can hear... It's still kind of rainy. It's a rainy kind of day outside at the moment. Uh, in, in my shed. I'm, I'm under like a blanket tent because I thought that might suppress a little bit of the rain sounds hitting my tin roof, my corrugated iron roof I should say. Uh, but a little bit will leak in and that's fine. It's just a rain ambience. Ignore it or absorb it. Both good options. Roll stamina Dan. Roll stamina. Click. I click. Oh fuck! Six and four! Ah, oh, roll of ten. Uh, plus a base of 12 means your stamina is 22. I got I got the whole plus 9 thing wrong. I guess it's plus 12. <laughs> okay, continue. Cool. Next, determine your skill. Alright, good so far. Now, in the first episode, I rolled a 1 and then a 1 for my skill and my luck. So, I can only do better. Oh, no. There's a chance I could do as badly. 
But uh, I feel like it's only going to be up from here. So roll skill, Dan. Rolling skill. Oh, I fucking six! I can't fucking believe it! <laughs> it's the opposite. I'm the opposite of my previous uh, character. Your roll of six plus a base of six means your skill is 12. Wow, what a swords person. Next, determine your luck. Oh, roll your starting luck. A four. Respectable. Your roll of four plus a base of six means your luck is 10. Ah, oh, I got a better shot at it this time. I got a better shot of actually not dying. Uh, next, you must choose a potion to take with you. Ooh. I think I'm going to go with the stamina potion again. I know that's probably the safe option which everyone chooses, which is the potion of strength, which restores your stamina. Um, but I feel like that's just going to come in handy, you know? Uh, a little health regeneration. Although I do have my I do have my rations, which will regenerate health for me. So uh, I could go with potion of my potion of skill will restore all my skill. Potion of fortune will add one to my total luck and then restore everything to my new higher total. Maybe I want to pick. Yeah, I'm gonna pick skill. Because if I want to re regenerate my health, I can always eat my rations. Are you sure you want a potion of skill? Yeah, I am. Uh, next, you must prepare your adventurer's equipment. Yada yada yada. A sword, shield, leather armor, backpack containing provisions, a lantern to light your way. Um, so it doesn't actually give me any like choices there. It's just going, hey, this is what you get. And now we go begin. Uh... Here we are. I can go down to my inventory here and look at my character sheet as well. Here's my uh, my avatar. Looks like a weird orky man with a bowl cut um, and a kind of wrapped bandana around his head. Let's uh, let's have a look around. Holy shit! If I go if I go back one, that's quite a remarkable dis difference. Uh, the the character which is back one just looks like a guy. It just looks like a normal person you'd meet in the street. I almost feel like maybe this is one of the Tin Man developers. <laughs> um, oh, and then there's just another normal lady with like a... It's a normal looking lady with like a... A collared shirt on and a cowboy hat. Holy fuck, there's a... a <laughs> an anthropomorphized rhinoceros with a leather helmet. A massive, great big horn on its nose, and a, uh, a a gold medallion on a chain around its neck with the number 23 on it. That feels like a reference. Uh, another normal lady, this one wearing a warm-looking hood. Uh, a weird guy with a, uh, a monk haircut. Another normal-looking lady. Uh, an archery lady with a quiver. A normal-looking lady. And there we are, we're back to... I've gone backwards uh, to the sort of... The, the lady who I was beforehand, my previous player character, name player. So now I've seen all my options. Who should we be? The the <laughs> the uh, rhinoceros is crazy. That just one of the characters would be a rhinoceros. Um, let's be the normal looking guy. Yeah, it just, just look like a normal guy. He looks slightly... I don't know, like he's got like his got some uh, his his uh, his heritage is from some Asian country. It's not like yeah, looks like a bit of a mix, a mix of different people, of, of different peoples. 
Uh, and let's pick a name for him. Uh, instead of player, let's go... Hey, if I click in my predictive text, maybe I'll get to a random, a random word I want to use as my name. Player will have all... Oops. All over its... Not its... Okay, no, there's no interesting. I guess i got to just come up with a name, huh? How about... Fred... Wood. Fred Wood. Oh, yeah. F-R-E-D-W-O-O-D. Fred Wood. Okay. Me and Fred Wood are ready to play. Yeah, Fred Wood. Uh, awesome. I'll take a little screenshot. So Fred Wood can be in the... Uh, in the thumbnail. There we go. And now let's exit our little character sheet and keep on reading. Blah, 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 blah. Are you in the town? Blah, blah, blah. A two-day hike? Blah, blah, blah. You get to the entrance to Firetop Mountain? Blah, blah, blah. Red vegetation up top? You don't know what it is? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Set off into the cave. After a few yards, you arrive at a junction. Now, we headed east last time and we got screwed over. So let's just straight up head west and see if we can... Uh, sneak past that sleeping orc guard. Like last time I failed my sneak check because I had such little luck. Uh, this time I, th I feel like, okay, there is a right hand turn to the north uh, of the passage. Cautiously you approach a sentry post on the corner and as you look in you can see a strange goblin-like creature in leather armour asleep at his post. You try to tiptoe past him, test your luck, and we've got to roll luck. Okay, a five and a one. You're lucky! You needed a luck score of 10 or below, and you rolled a luck score of 6. Excellent. Okay, because my luck is 10, that's the number I need to get under in order to pass a luck score. So if you're lucky, turn to 301. This is the first difference in the games. Uh, turn to page 301. He does not wake up, and he remains snoring loudly. You continue on. To your left, on the west face of the passage, there is a rough-cut wooden door. You listen at the door and can hear a rasping sound, which may be some sort of creature snoring. Do you want to open the door? If so, turn to page 82. So I think last time I snuck in and got a box. Is that right? I forget if I had to fight someone for the box. If so, yeah, let's open the door. 82. The door opens to reveal a small, smelly room. In the centre of the room is a rickety wooden table on which stands a lit candle. Underneath the table is a small wooden box. Asleep on a straw mattress in the far corner of the room is a short, stocky creature with an ugly, warty face. The same sort of creature that you found asleep at the sentry post. He must be the guard for the night watch. You may either turn to the co return to the corridor and pass on northwards, or creep into the room and try to take the box without waking the creature. So in the box we know there's the fire spell for defeating dragons. So we need to take that box, don't we? You take a few careful steps closer to the box. Test your luck. We roll luck again. A three and a six. Okay, you're lucky. You needed a luck score of nine or below. You rolled a luck score of nine. Oh my god, with every test, my luck goes down. It was ten. Now it's nine. Oh no, I didn't fully pick up on that last time. I need to take a drink to steady my nerves. A drink of this delicious lemon water. Ah, yum. Okay, goddamn. I have to be... I have to be conservative with what I try and do with my luck. Man, that luck potion is starting to actually look really good. <laughs> 
Alright, if you're lucky, he does not wake up. Turn to page 147. Done. You leave the room and open the box in the passage. Inside you find a single piece of gold and a small mouse, which you must which must have been the creature's pet. You keep the coin and release the mouse, which scurries off down the passage and you gain two luck points. Okay, so it wasn't the fire spell. It was a coin for the ferryman. Uh, turn to page 208. Further up the passage along the west wall, you see another door. You listen at it, but hear nothing. Uh, so... If you want to try opening the door... I forget which one this is, but let's try opening it. The door opens to reveal a small room with a stone floor, dirty walls. There is a stale smell in the air. In the centre of the room is a makeshift wooden table on which is standing a lit candle. Under the table is a small box. In the far corner of the room is a straw mattress. You may either open the box or leave the room. So is this the fire spell? Let's open the box. Holy fuck, what the shit? <laughs> I must not have gone into this room before. I see a picture of a, my hands opening uh, this interesting box, and there is a, a vicious-looking viper in the box. The box is light, but something rattles within. You open the lid, and a small snake darts out and bites your wrist. I fucked up. Ah, okay. You must fight. If you kill the snake, turn to page 145. If you are defeated, then dot, dot, dot. Well, let's fight. Here's Fredwood versus a snake. The snake has five skill and two stamina. You must fight. Alright, fight. Oh, I'm gonna re-roll my dice. Okay, I rolled a two and a two. They are four and a two. 16 versus 11 in my favor. So I kill the snake in one death. Death slash. Deft slash. Yeah, the, the snake rolled a six and a five at first, but I tapped the screen just as the dice were settling and it shakes up the dice a little bit. Uh, I won't tell you when I'm doing that in the in the future because that'll slow down the whole episode. I'll just do it and I'll tell you the final results. Okay, you're triumphant. Excellent. I killed the snake. <sighs> the box has fallen to the ground during your fight with the snake and out of it has fallen a bronze-coloured key with the number 99 carved into it. You take this key with you and you leave the room. You gain one luck point. But the snake bit me, didn't it? But my stamina is still 22. Hang on, maybe more will be explained. Turn to page 363. Oh, there we are. Further up the passage on the west wall, you see another similar door. You listen at the door and grimace to hear the worst singing you have ever heard in your life. So I guess I just missed out that last door. And I, I don't take any ill effects from the snake bite, which is pretty cool. Oh, well, there we go. Things are looking up. Uh, yeah, I do want to go into the room and invest investigate the hideous din, because this is where I get the fire spell. Yep, drunken orcs. Uh, you may either draw your sword and leap forward at them, or slam the door quickly. Let's leap forward at them and defeat them in battle. Fight! Here's the first orc. Stamina 4, skill 5. Fight! Okay, I roll a 5 and a 4. Uh, they roll something. It doesn't matter. I scored 22, they scored 10. I'm just going to mince through them, huh? There's no hope for this orc. Uh, 20 for me, 14 for him. Dead. They, they die. I've defeated the first orc. Now I defeat the second one. Bang. Oh! Okay. Maybe they've... Maybe they landed a hit on me. 18 versus 16. Okay, no. They rolled pretty well, but still not well enough. Fight. Man, I'm just too good. Oh, maybe this time. They roll a 19. Uh, 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 they roll a 15. I roll a 19. Fight. Yep. 
Tap to continue. 23 versus 11. Dead. You are triumphant. Excellent. Okay, turn to page 378. You wipe your bloodied sword on the mattress. Green blood leaves a slimy stain on the straw. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Wooden box with crude hinges. Faraggio de Maggio is cried on the base, the brass nameplate. Let's open the box. Yep, and now we learn the fire spell, which is only to be used against evil dragons. So if we ever meet up with an evil dragon, we have to remember to say, Ekel Erif, Ekam Erif, Erif Erif, de Maggio. <clears throat> have a little sip of my drink. You say these words slowly and softly. Suddenly the pages seem to glow. As the glow disappears, the words on the page fade with it. You repeat the spell to yourself to memorize it and leave the room. Okay. <clears throat> you eventually arrive at the end of the passage. At a three-way junction, you may turn either to the west or to the east. So I think we went east last time, didn't we? So maybe this time we actually want to head west. Should I save my game? No, let's just... Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stick my first bookmark in here. Bookmark placed at page 42. Let's head west. Okay, the passageway runs straight for several meters and then ends... Brief audio error. At a wooden... Brief audio error. ...shouting coming from within. Will you investigate or turn back? Well, I didn't come this way to turn back, so let's investigate the angry shouting. 168. Holy fuck! I see a picture of... Uh, Oh, of one uh, character. It looks like some kind of orky, goblin-y character in extravagant chain mail or scale mail with a whip, a nasty whip, and they're whipping a smaller goblin-y, orky character. Man, the, the costumery and the penmanship in, the, in these drawings is fantastic. Like, this is really fantastic. I'll actually take a little screenshot of this. Ah, there we go. Maybe I'll work that into the thumbnail somehow. All right. You open the door to a large room. A large chair behind a solid-looking table suggests that someone or something of rank uses this room. A chest in the center catches your eye. In a corner of the room stands a man-sized creature with a warty face standing over a smaller creature of similar race. With the whip in its hand, the orc chieftain has been beating his servant, who is whimpering beneath him. <clears throat> Will you attack them both, spring at the chieftain in the hope that his servant will aid you, or leave the room and head back to the junction? Okay, listeners. My last character was a brash, headstrong character, and would definitely have attacked them both. Um, this character is not so sure that I'm playing. Uh, me, personally, I hate it in D&D games when you have to kind of rely on an untrustworthy character because you can never tell when they're gonna like lie to you or betray you like Gollum uh, selling Frodo out to um what's her name uh she blob she lob yeah she lob the spider it kind of sucks to have to trust someone who you don't trust so even this character shall I just attack them both or should we risk it and just attack the chieftain and then, like, try and make friends with this horrible whipped goblin thing? Orc. Ah, uh, yeah, let's attack the chieftain. 
because this is a better character. This is a, a, a more moral character than the, my, my last character was. So let's try and make that decision based on our based on our, our acting, shall we? As you spring at the chieftain, his servant rises to his feet, picks up a hefty wooden stuck, and joins the melee. But to your disappointment, he attacks you, the ungrateful wretch. Seeing this, you may escape through the door or continue the fight. Let's continue the fight. The orcs rush towards you and the battle commences. You must fight. Okay, the orc chieftain first. Fight. Uh, his stamina is 6 and his skill is 7, so he's quite an adversary, but he's nothing compared to my stamina of 22 and skill of 12. I roll a 20 and he a 10. Okay, fight again. Are we... I roll two sixes, he rolls a six and a four. So that works out to a total of 17 for him and 24 for me. One last hit and is dead. Okay, yeah, I've got this. This is fine. 17 for, for me, 13 for him, and is dead. So you have defeated Orc Chieftain. Now you must face Servant. Okay, the Servant has a skill of five and a stamina of three, so this will be over pretty quickly. Uh, yep, my total is 22, his is 14, and uh, one more hit will do it. Oh, I better re-roll those dices. Oh, shit. Fuck. He might have just got a hit off on me. Oh, no, 17 versus 20 in my favor. He rolled uh, two sixes and me a six and a four. Um, no, that math doesn't add up. Okay, just ignore what I just said. All right, whatever. I killed him. I'm triumphant. The orcs rush towards you and the battle commences. Blah, 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 blah. You defeat both the chieftain and the wretch. Turn to 21. The green blood of the dead orcs smells foul as it seeps from their bodies. You step around the corpses and investigate the chest. It is a sturdy affair made of strong oak and iron, and it is firmly locked. Alright, so I'm kind of happy with this result, because in the end, what I wanted to happen happened, and which is I don't have to trust an untrustworthy character, but also I kind of made a paltry effort towards doing something good as this character, which is nice. Alright, I can try and smash the lock with your sword, or I can leave it alone. Let's do some let's do some skill check smashing. The lock was obviously inadequate. It flies off and lands on the floor several meters away. Okay, no check needed. Cool. You flip up the heavy lid and your eyes widen as you see the gold sheen coming from within. A fair number of gold pieces are inside. In the corner lies a small black bottle with a tight glass stopper containing a liquid of some kind. Also in the chest is a silky black glove. Ah, like what uh, the warlock wears as the source of its power. His power. But as you are admiring this treasure, you hear a soft click and wince in pain as a small dart shoots forward into your stomach. To determine the potency of the poison, you must roll one die. If you are still alive, turn to page 201. Oh, listeners. That's interesting. Okay, uh, mark this well. My stamina now is 22, my skill is 12, my luck is 10. Uh, the options here, roll one die, then I have a button to press to roll a die. If you're still alive, turn to page 201. I have a button to press to page, turn to page 201. If the dart stole the last of your stamina, I have a button to press, but that button's crossed out, so I can't click that one yet, because it's not true. But... I can just flat out turn to page 201 without rolling a die. It hasn't blocked it off. So I'm just gonna... Like, this is such a... This is such a shitty thing for me to do. Because the game wants me to roll a die and take stamina damage. 
but the, I don't know, Tin Man games, they haven't crossed out the option just to ignore this and keep on going. Like, this isn't deliberate, is it? This is a mistake in the programming. I can just, I can just ignore the poison. Should I capitalize? No, I'm an honest man. I'll, I'll take one for the, I'll take a hit to my stamina. Roll one die. Oh, one! Oh, okay, you rolled a one and lost one stamina. And now we can continue. Tin Man Games, if by chance you are listening, you should probably go into this... I mean, I don't know how long ago you did this... Uh, this You published these games, but you can probably block off this option until the, the, the roll one die option has been clicked. Uh, I'm glad I did that, because I feel like a good person, and also I only took one damage. So, page 201. You sink to the floor. You pull the dart out and decide to bandage the wound. This gives you some relief. But you are still weak. You decide to take it easy and examine the contents of the chest. There are 25 gold pieces, and the label on the bottle shows it to be a potion of invisibility. Good for one dose. The glove is a mystery. You put all of these into your haversack, your haversack, and you leave the room. 293. You arrive back at the junction in the passage and you walk straight on eastwards. Turn to page 113. You arrive at another junction in the passage. You must either go northwards or continue eastwards. I forget what we did last time. Did we go north? I think we went north. So maybe we want to head east this time. Turn to page 78. Let's go east. The passage ends at a solid wooden door with metal hinges. Listening at the door, you hear strange mutterings and the chatter of what could be pots and pans. Whatever is in there, there are several of them. Do you want to go through the door or go back? So I didn't go this way. This is a new this is a new thing to explore. Let's uh, let's go through the door. Turn to page 159. You open the door into a large room, which can only be the dining room of the same warty-faced creatures you now recognize. Sitting around a large table are five orcs, busily drinking and dribbling their bowls of rat gizzard soup. All are involved in a rowdy argument as to who will get to chew the rat bones left in a large soup cauldron, so they do not see you enter. You may be bold and prepare to attack them, or you may not relish the prospect of taking on five of these creatures. Um, my character, I'm thinking, while morally, uh, m- m- morally uh, active while a moral person is pretty proud of himself and his swordsmanship skill, I think he thinks he can mince through these five orcs pretty easily. So let's let's do it. Aha! Have at thee! Turn to page 365. The orcs move to attack you, and you must fight. If you best all five orcs, turn to page 183. So let's fight. Let's fight these orcs. Five orcs in a row, listeners. Let's do it. Okay, the first one. I can try and escape if I want. Oh, fuck off, Google. Here are some results from a search. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right. You must fight. Uh, the first orc is uh, stamina 4, skill 6. Uh, 21 for me, 10 for them. Let's just fast forward through this, shall we? Okay. 
Uh, fight again. And 18 for me, 11 for them. I killed the first orc. You must now face second orc. Okay, this one's skill 5, stamina 3, so fight. Uh, I definitely win this little match here. 23 versus 11. And now one more, one more attack. We'll do it. Yep. I think this will land in my favor as well. Yep, 20 versus 13. I killed the second orc. You've defeated second orc. Now you must face third orc. I wish they had more exciting names. Like Tracy the orc and Stan the orc and uh, Kendall the orc. Uh, fight. Uh huh. 18 versus 11. Uh, they have two stamina left. Their skill is 6, so they're pretty skillful orc, but uh, that's not going to save them because I've successfully hit them for a second time, killing them with a 20 versus 11. You've defeated the third orc. Now you must face fourth orc. Skill 5, stamina 2. Oh, this is a weak little orc. Just one hit's going to do it. Oh, better roll those, those dice. Yeah, there we go. I saved it. I roll snake eyes at first, but then I, I roll again. 19 and 12 using a cool little cheek. Uh, I, I, I choose to see it as my skill, being able to see the result as they're, as they're coming to a stop and then quickly uh, bouncing the table a little bit. I've defeated fourth orc. Now you must face fifth orc. Hello, fifth orc. Stamina 4, skill 4. Fight. Oh, reroll them. Yep. 4 and 2 versus a 2 and a 2. 18 versus 8 in my favor. They're down to 2 stamina. Final fight. Yep. Ah, oh, double sixes for me and a 4 and 1 for them, so it is 24 versus 9. A definitive, uh, absolute orc massacre has taken place. Place? Taken place. You hit fifth orc. Time to continue. And you are triumphant. Alright, welcome back to real time, listeners. Thank you for dealing with that fast forward quick talk time. You best all five orcs turn to page 183. You are proud of your victory and you gain one skill and five stamina points. Ah, that must be like a level up. You search the bodies of the dead orcs, but find only a few teeth, nails, bones, and knives in their pockets. You search the cupboards around the room to find only crude bowls, plates, and spoons, but under the serving hatch you find a thin leather case, half a metre long. Oh, I wonder what kind of snake is going to be in this case, and what its venom will do to my poor nervous system. You may open the case, uh, or leave it behind. Fuck it. Do it. Done. Oh, shit! I see a, a pretty, once again, a beautiful, beautiful drawing of uh, a bow and arrow. The giver of sleep to those who never can. <laughs> the case opens easily, and inside you find a magnificent bow and one silver arrow. An inscription on the case says, The giver of sleep who, uh, to those who never can. Oh, hang on, listeners. A quick bathroom break. Alright, I'm back. Yeah, so... Next page. You put the bow, arrow, and case in your pack, and you leave the room. Add one luck point. Pleased with your discovery, you leave the room and continue your quest. Let's quickly check something out, listeners. I'm curious to see what my skill... Okay. Uh, my luck is 10, my skill is 12, my stamina is 22. So the 5 stamina which I got for killing all those orcs, it wasn't my total stamina, it was just like points of stamina. So that's fair enough, whatever. Um, okay. At the moment, in my pack, you want to hear what I've got? I've got uh, 26 pieces of gold. I have a sword, leather armor, and shield. I have three consumable items, so I think I can just click on them anytime I want. That's a potion of invisibility, a potion of skill, and 10 provisions. And then I have other items here. Bronze key, marked 99. Silky black glove. Bow and silver arrow. Lantern and dragon fire spell. The bow and silver arrow is interesting. I wonder if that is like, if that will help me kill, I wonder what that will help me kill. What doesn't sleep? Do you think that the iron uh, cyclops can't sleep? I mean it was kind of sleeping when we got there, so it's probably, it's probably not like a special item for killing that. It's, we're probably going to find some enemy which doesn't, like I don't know what, a vampire? 
And we shoot a silver arrow at it. Vampires don't sleep, do they? Do vampires sleep? They sleep in coffins, famously. So, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, let's just keep on going on our adventure. Uh, you move swiftly down the passage and arrive back at the junction. You turn northwards this time. Uh, you see a well-used door to the right hand, east side of the passage. With your ear to the keyhole, you listen and hear a man screaming for help from the inside. Okay, so last time we tried to break down the door and we failed our skill check. So this time's going to be different. We're going to help this guy out. You hear a man screaming for help. Okay, turn to page 213. The door's locked. You may use your skill to try and charge it down. Roll two die. Two dice. Okay, a two and a one. You definitely pass the skill check. Excellent. Um, yeah, if the number rolled is equal or less than your skill score, the door bursts open. Turn to page 36. Let's do it, listeners. New ground again. Ah, let's go. Holy fuck! Holy shit! Okay. Um, <laughs> do you remember... Do you remember in the first episode... When I got here, I was like, this feels like a trap. This feels like a book trap. I'm going to open it and it's going to be a baddie who's been locked up. And it's going to do fights with me or something like that. I'm looking at a picture of an absolute fucking raving lunatic. An absolute madman. Basically skin and bones with uh, disgusting rags falling in strands off his skeletal body. A huge long beard, long crazy tangled hair, and the most insanely haunting staring eyes. And, uh, yeah. He's got a club, and he's in some kind of disgusting, sloshing, sloppy prison cell with rotted, putrefied corpses on the ground in front of him. And he's insane. And the description reads, The locked door bursts open. And a nauseating stench hits your nostrils. Inside the room, the floor is covered with bones, rotting vegetation and slime. A wild-haired old man, clothed in rags, rushes at you, screaming. His beard is long and grey, and he is, wa- he is waving an old wooden chair leg. He is simply insane. He is simply insane as he appears, or has this... Okay, hang on. <clears throat> this is a complicated sentence for me for some reason. Is he simply insane as he appears, or has this been some kind of trap? You may either shout at him to try and calm him down, or draw your sword and attack him. Okay, uh, my previous character would have just attacked him. Let's shout him down, because I'm confident in my skill as well. I reckon I could take him even if he does get the first shot off on me. You shout, You're freed, old man! At the top of your voice. Instantly his ranting ceases. He stops dead in his tracks and sinks to the floor, weeping loudly. Oh, cool! As he gradually composes himself, he thanks you many times. Oh, thank you, thank you. You talk with him in the hope of discovering some of the secrets of the mountain, and he begins to tell you his story. Many years ago, he was an adventurer like you in the search of the warlock's treasure. He was captured by the orcs and thrown into his solitary cell as a sort of pet for the creatures. You ask whether he would like to accompany you in the mountain. (laughs) Fuck that, he says. He simply wants to leave and see the world again. You ask him for advice, but he says he knows little. He advises you to pay your respects to the boatman. He tells you that you must pull the right-hand lever on the wall ahead to open the iron gate at the end of the passage. He has also learned that the keys to the boathouse are guarded by a man and his dog. You shake hands, you leave the cell, and go your separate ways, and you gain one luck. What a result! What a good result! Fantastic! Alright, turn to page 314. 
Further up the passage, you see a door in the east wall. You listen hard, but hear no sound. You want to open the door to investigate. You listen hard, but hear no sound. Oh, this was the crescent shield, isn't it? The door is firmly locked. Let's force it open. Roll two dice. A one and a three. Excellent. I pass my skill check. What's my skill looking like? Am I losing skill? No, 12 out of 12. Only my luck goes down when I have to pass checks, which is interesting. Um, oh yeah, here we are. The crescent shield is hanging in front of me in this vault, this stone vault of a room. Um, really beautiful drawing again. Whoever does the drawing, if they're still alive, then fucking legend. It's great stuff. I'm going to look into them. Maybe I'll follow them on Twitter or something. Anyway, uh, yeah, crescent shield added to my gear. Let's go back out. Uh, on the east wall of the passage, you see another door, this time made of solid metal. Listening at the door, you hear the sounds of tortured screams coming from within. This is the dwarf. So last time we uh, killed the torturers, and the dwarf unfortunately died, but we managed to save a slice of cheese. So let's get that cheese, shall we? Gonna get that cheese. If you wish to try opening the door, yes, I do. Door is not locked, and it opens. Oh, there's a hanging dwarf being tortured by baddies. I can stride over to the dwarf, give him a jab with my sword, and put on an evil laugh for the torturers. Or I could just straight up attack them. Let's just straight up attack them. Bang. Uh, oh, here we are. Two evil creatures are goblins. They fight you one at a time. Here's the first one. Five stamina, five skill. Fight! Uh, first hit goes to me. In a 20 versus 14. Let's hit the fast forward button, shall we? Second attack. Oh, they roll a 5 and a 6, so I quickly re-roll it. Now I roll a 4 and a 4, and they are 3 and a 1. 20 versus 9 is the final result. One more hit will do it. The stamina is down to 1, and uh, yeah, with this final strike, a 21 versus 11 kind of strike, this first goblin is dead. Fantastic. I've defeated first goblin, now you must face second goblin. Stamina 6, skill 5. Fight. Yep, first one goes to me. 21 versus 9, slash, down to 4 stamina. Now the second attack. Ooh, yeah, 5 and a 3 for me, and a 5 and a 4 for them, totaling 20 versus 14. One more hit will do it. One final hit. Yeah, I've definitely got this one in the bag. It's interesting how the goblins have a higher stamina and skill than the orcs. I always think of goblins as being smaller than orcs. Anyway, you are triumphant. Excellent. Uh, if you kill the goblins, which I do, turn to page 317. Alright, blah 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 blah. Here's as you guess desks. Going through pockets to goblins, you find a large piece of sweet-smelling cheese. You put it in your pack and leave the room northwards. Sweet-smelling goblin cheese. Turn to page 303. Oh, a portcullis. Well, better hit the right lever. Uh, deep rumbling noise. The ground begins to shudder slowly and noisily. The portcullis rises into the ceiling. You may now walk to the junction. Okay, so I headed east last time, didn't I? But I can go west if I want. Shall we explore to the west? Let's explore to the west. I'm feeling good about this. Okay, shortly along the passage you arrive at another junction. You may go either straight ahead, westwards, or northwards. Ooh, ah... North or west? Let's go straight ahead westwards. We'll come back to the northward. The passageway continues westwards and then turns to you north. Some way up you reach a junction where a narrow passage runs off to the west. Will I continue northwards or take the west way? Let's continue along the passage again, northwards. Okay, several metres up the passage you arrive at a junction where you may turn either west or east. Set in the rock in the north wall is a small recess where you may safely rest. After taking a moment to recover your strength, you look at the two paths before you. You may set off either eastwards or westwards. Oh man, this is a real maze. Let's have a look at our map for a second. Oh Jesus, it's just a jumble. I can't tell what the hell is going on. Okay. Um, I can't go back. There's no back. It's either east or west. 
Let's go west. Let's keep on going west. Turn to page 18. Such a low number. You walk westwards along the passageway. After 50 metres or so, the way turns northwards. Two or three paces up the passage, you hear a crumbling beneath your feet, and you try to leap back as the ground gives way. Test your luck. I roll my luck dices. Okay, a five and a one. You're lucky. You needed a luck score of ten or below, and you rolled a luck score of six. Excellent. Turn to page 261. You manage to leap quickly backwards before a pit opens. You reach the junction, and you continue eastwards. Cool. Let's go eastwards. Turn to page 345. You follow the passage eastwards for several metres, then it turns to the north. Shortly you reach another junction where you may either go straight on, or you may turn right into an eastwards passage that soon turns north. Let's just keep going straight. We'll keep going straight. The passage ends, fucking finally. Oh. Um, at a wooden door, trimmed in iron... Various inscriptions adorn the door, but none make you sense. None make any sense to you. You listen, but hear nothing. I can open the door, or I can return to the junction before. Let's open the door, shall we? Yep. Open the door. Oh, okay. I see a picture of a library, and there's a guy on a on a sitting at a desk. He's got like a mustache and a long beard. He looks like a pretty old guy. It kind of looks like the artist has reused the asset somehow or retraced over the the crazy old man's right hand because that hand looks remarkably similar. Uh, but this looks like it could almost be a warlock, like some kind of warlock who lives in Firetop Mountain. All right, let's see what the descri- description says. He's got like a piece of paper at the desk. The door opens into a small room, un- uncomfortably furnished with a table, several chairs. Oh, no, no, no. The door opens into a small room comfortably furnished with a table, several chairs and a large bookcase which covers one wall seated at the table is an old man with a long grey beard and squatting on the old man's shoulders is a small winged beast this creature is no more than six centimetres tall, it has two arms and legs, its skin is a dusty grey colour it has tiny sharp white teeth and its wings are folded behind its back the old man says nothing as you walk in through the door, but he beckons you to beckons you over to sit down at the table. He is tossing in his hand two small white objects. It's a fucking dungeon master. Will you sit down as he requests? Leave the re- leave the room and return to the junction, or draw your sword and rush forward. Ah. <sighs> so obviously, the obvious answer is yeah. Just do what he wants and sit down. I kind of... I like wildcard answers, though. I like just leaving him alone. And I like attacking him. My character wouldn't attack him. He'd either just leave, he'd just flat out leave, or he'd sit down. That would be my character. Oh, let's be vanilla. Let's sit down. Sure, whatever. The old man does not look up from his table, but the devilish little pet eyes you suspiciously and starts chattering in a squeaky voice. The old man grunts and asks whether you are... You are game for a wager. Will you accept? You may only do so if you have at least one gold piece. I got tons. If so, turn to page 130. Um, or I could leave, or I could attack him. So, no, let's let's take that wager. The old man asks for your stake. You may bet between 1 and 20 gold pieces, but not more than you possess. He tosses the white dice he has been playing with to you, and he asks you to roll. Once you have decided how many gold pieces you wish to bet, each of you will roll two dice. If your total is higher, you will win the amount 
of your stakes from the old man. If your total is, uh, sort of, duh, duh. if your total is higher, you lose your stake. Okay, there's a typo. Uh, Tin Man Games, are you listening? There's a typo. If your total is higher, you win the amount of your stake from the old man. If your total is higher, you lose your stake. Uh, both are the same. You may continue for as long as you have gold pieces. Choose how much gold you wish to bet. All right, I don't really want to be doing this. So let's bet one piece. Okay. Roll against the old man. Oh, he rolls a six. I roll a five and a, uh, two sixes. I roll a five and a four. So I lose my bet. Okay. Turn to page 280. Cool. You arrive back at the junction. That was fun. Huh. How much gold have I got? I've got 25 pieces total now. That's fine. That's good enough for me. Turn to page 311. Okay, the passageway ends... Holy fucking hell. So I thought I had... I thought I would have had an option to keep on going back, but I guess I just go back and take the first passageway. That one which goes to the right and then uh, quickly curves to the north a few meters down. So I do that, and that passageway ends in a door. You press your ear to it and listen, but hear nothing. Trying the handle, you find that the door opens to reveal a large square room. And I see a picture, listeners. I see a picture of a big, tall room. Really, really tall and empty. Um, the walls are bare, just completely bare, barren rock. But the ground is an insane mosaic of stars and, uh, and hands, uh, like tiled uh, and weird abstract shapes. It looks like this is going to be some kind of weird trap maze. Let's see. Okay, uh, reveals a large square room. The room is completely bare, but the floor is covered in a mosaic of tiles. Two shapes stand out on the floor. Star-shaped tiles and hand-shaped tiles. A door to the opposite wall is the only way through. Will you walk across the room to the door? Walk across the room stepping only on stars? Or walk across the room stepping only on hands? Stars or hands? The hands kind of look like they're saying stop, but they could also be like holding themselves out, like palm out, to let me to let me keep on going. Like so I can step across them like they're holding my weight. I feel like stars or hands. Um Let's do it. I feel like if I step on a star and it's the wrong choice, it's going to explode. If I step on a hand and it's the wrong choice, the hand is going to grab me and I'm going to get the option to fight. Let's step on hands in case they're the right choice or in case they're the wrong choice, it feels like it's going to be a fight instead of an, a, a, an unfightable explosion. Let's walk across the room stepping only on hands. The moment your foot touches a hand tile, you feel a vice-like grip on your ankle, and you look down to see a ghostly white hand gripping your leg. You fight for your balance and you manage to regain it, but your horror but to your horror you see that from every hand-shaped tile in the floor, a similar apparition has appeared, and the floor across the door is now scattered with ghoulish hands flexing and snatching in the air. You draw your sword and you chop at the hand. You must fight. Hand, skill six, stamina four. Wow, a pretty skillful hand. Okay, uh, let's fast forward through the action. Uh, 15 versus 12 in my favor. Its stamina goes down to 2. Uh, with another, and another strike, a 19 versus 17 kind of strike, it goes down to 0. You are triumphant. Excellent. If you destroy the ghostly apparitions, turn to page 185. Oh, they were all just... Okay. I'm Okay, cool. I, I killed them all in one fell swoop, I guess. Or two fell swoops. Cool. Let's cross the floor. 
The hand withers and shrinks back into the floor. At the same time, the other hands drop dead and slowly fade downwards into the tiles. You decide this time to step on the star-shaped tiles, moving carefully across the door in the, nor- to the, in the north wall. Across to the door in the north wall. The door opens. Add two luck points. Turn to page 165. Okay. The passageway ahead runs northwards and you follow it until you reach another junction. Oh my god. Here you may continue northwards or you may turn westwards. Let's continue, shall we? And then whatever is here, I'm going to treat it like the last thing because it's getting towards end of episode time. And then we'll just put a, a bookmark in and we'll keep on going from this in episode three from this point. Uh, turn to page 23. Passageway ends in a solid doorway and you are surprised to see a leather skirt tacked along the bottom of the door. You listen but hear nothing. Okay, so there's like a a, a wind thing, a, a, a draft protector. Yeah, I'll enter the room. That's what I'm here for. Oh, shit! Holy moly! Okay, I'm in a rough what looks like a rough stone room and there is a glowing key a really bright like smokily glowing key it almost looks like a a scary looking hot glow to me personally the key is hanging from a hook on the far side of this stony uh, craggly room let's read the description you enter a small room with bare rocky walls on the far wall hangs a golden key there appears to be no way through the room there appears to be no way through the room what? Do you want to go for the key? Or leave it and return to the junction? Let's go for the key. Turn to page 35. As you step into the room, the door swings shut behind you. As it closes, there is a click and a hiss. From the centre of the ceiling, a jet of gas begins to fill the room with an acrid vapour. Oh, shit, acid gas. The fuck is acid gas? <laughs> <laughs> You breathe and cough violently. You look at the door and then the key. Will you return to the door and escape quickly or hold your breath and dash for the key? Fuck it, let's dash for the key. Done. You snatch the key from its hook. Uh, It has the number 125 inscribed on it, but your lungs are bursting. Roll two dice. If you roll less than or equal to your skill, you make it across the room to the door. Okay, a four and a three. You definitely pass the skill check. Excellent. So I go back to 160-something. All right, you arrive at the door, struggle with a lock and open the door. You burst out, closing the door behind you, and you take several deep breaths. <gasps> oh, okay, fantastic. So that's the end of the acid gas. And now I'm given the option to return back to the junction. But, listeners, it's time to stick a bookmark here at page 136. Uh, so Fredwood... Uh, the noble hero exploring this dungeon has a stamina of 22, skill of 12, and luck of 10. And I'm just going to um, bloop, put my phone down and finish up. Hey everyone, thanks for coming with me on episode 2. I hope you've had as much fun as you had at, at, at listening through episode 1. I'd like to apologise for my voice slowly uh, giving way and, and, and uh, me losing my breath and becoming more and more tired of talking. But that's what happens. That's what happens when you record yourself. I think I'm out of practice. Listen to that crow. I love crows. Um, yeah. Alright. Join me next time I play another game. Uh, thanks for your company while playing this game. And I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.